The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Welcome everyone, and this is Eric Ostens from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, so it's our usual Tuesday afternoon, 3 p.m. We're here to talk about real estate and mortgage and all things related. That's right, and just a reminder, this is a live call-in show. If you have questions for mm-hmm. us or our guests, give yes. us a ring. You can reach us toll-free at 866 712 1300. I see you smiling over there, Eva. I'm always looking to see if you're checking for that number uh-huh. or not. We've been. You're getting really good at having it memorized. Yeah, I'm very took, proud of you. It only took me a year and a half. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. But hey, yeah. progress. Always no, progress. I, I, it's it's ingrained in there. So yeah. Yeah. we're always seeking out progress. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Way to go. <laughs> Where was I? Someone was asking me the other day, well, what's your phone number? And it's like, oh, it's 866 I did. I have that number in my head. <laughs> Now I'm like, wait, what's my cell phone number? And they're wondering, why does he have like an 800 number? And what's <laughs> what am I going to get when I call? <laughs> How much I a would minute think, is this going to cost me? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm here <laughs> what to, kind of show you got? I'm here to pre-approve and do a psychic reading all at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I haven't even thought about psychic shows in forever. Yeah. Well, I, I've never. Not since Miss Chloe, you know, oh, part of the Yeah. Soul. You know, I've always been super curious about those things, like going to get a palm reading or see a psychic, you know, because I know friends of mine who are totally into that stuff. Yeah. But I just, you know, I know I would go and be totally disrespectful because I would just I would be just mocking be it laughing. the whole time. I yeah, know, I just be, I wouldn't be able to do it with a straight face. Yeah, because I would have to come up with every kind of smart aleck right. question I could oh, yeah. come up with. I have friends like, that take I don't it want to very do that. seriously, and it's, yeah. it kind of cracks me. I know, and I wouldn't want someone to be a no, smart aleck with me in my job. You want to be respectful so. of that. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. But yeah, your 866 number doesn't work 24-7 no, for you. You might want to no. I guess you're going to be saying it in your sleep, though. But soon. while we're at that, though, if <laughs> yeah. if, if uh, someone does want to reach us outside of mm-hmm. our normal show, you can. Yes, you can tweet us at Team Reba, or you can tweet me at Eric is my banker. Yes, and there's email too. There's email info at teamreba.com, and Eric at ericismybanker.com. I see a theme. There you go. <laughs> Funny about that. Well, I know you don't – well, you're in financial services, so you don't get to have a Facebook page. But we do also have a Facebook page. Yeah. And for our listeners out there, again, if you, for any reason, miss one of our shows and you want to go back and listen to something that maybe, you know, it was a topic you mm. wanted to hear right. and you couldn't listen to it live, every Friday we repost our shows. You, you can go. listen to them like a podcast. Yeah. And they're on our Team Reba Facebook page. They're on the Team Reba blog. Yeah. You're, they're also on our website. You, they're accessible through our website, which can get you to our blog and our Facebook page and our social media pages and all that kind of good stuff. But right. yeah, and, there's always access. And we do have, uh, we, we you know, we, we have that. I know you get mm-hmm. lots of lots of people watching, listening over. Yes. And uh, we just do. a big, uh, and, by and the from way. even out of state. Right. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. We had, uh, so some people who my band back in the day, uh, we did their wedding, and they've been listening to our show. They're from Oregon. Yeah. And so they listen to it like a podcast. They find it on Facebook, nice. and they access it. And, well, 
you know, okay, so our listeners, just so you know, we're going to give you a little preview. We have an architect in the house with us today, right? Yes. We're going to be talking green strategies and commercial buildings. But this couple that I'm mentioning, the husband's an architect. Oh, oh very cool. And it was, it's kind of fun because... They love listening to the show, and they're like, you know, so much of what we cover isn't just Washington State-specific. Right. It's very kind of universal. And so they're like, we listen to you all the time. They're like, you should try and get this down in Oregon. And I'm like, there you go. Or you could just find us on my Facebook page. There you go. Otherwise, we have to pay to be down in Oregon, I guess. We're not quite syndicated yet, but, but... Speaking of things that we're also doing, because we like to be on the edge of stuff, we're on the leading edge, but not the bleeding edge with our team. Uh, I may have mentioned last week, and they're working on it right now. It's actually moving forward. We're going to have a mobile app, a Team Reba mobile app soon, very you know, very soon. Very cool. Yeah. And so that's also going to have all of our past shows available for podcast listening, as well as the availability for it to go live on your phone. So you don't have to be in your car. You can be anywhere, and you'll be able to listen to our programming. All right, you're going to have to tutor me on – you've got so much cool techie stuff going on um, with with this team. So that's really really awesome. I just love it. You know, I came from the tech world, so it's just nice to translate that into this. Yeah, 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 I know. Pretty soon there'll be Reba drones flying around <laughs> delivering your purchase and sale agreements. As long as they're not crashing yeah. into your house. <laughs> Time for your home inspection. I mean, well, we do Sorry, get... Reba couldn't be here. Here's a drone. Yeah, well, we do have drone photos for our listings. I know, which listings. are awesome, and it helps sell my yeah. house. You yeah, did a fantastic homes... job on. Yeah, your home's so. photos were phenomenal oh, from the drone. So, the drone was Loved amazingly it. cool. Yeah, and the really, views from your really house. cool. But um, – Okay, so we're gonna, we're going off on all other oh, kinds wait, of topics. But I still want to give a quick shout out to oh. Frank, and so uh, Frank is one of our listeners, and he actually oh, dropped okay. by the office this morning. And Frank's looking at investing in real estate, and well, thank listens you, Frank. to the show regularly. So thank you, Frank. Yeah, yeah, look forward to working with you, and glad glad you enjoy the show. Awesome, fantastic. Yeah, I, when you first started to say that somebody stopped by your office that would listen listen to the show, I was like, did you start to get a stalker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to know that it's someone who's, you know, there for actual business with you. That's you fantastic. Go. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> good, good to have that and not, not more stalkers. Yes, know, yeah, because yeah, I know you just have loads of them. Yeah. Who, everyone knows mortgage professionals that oh, just yeah. have hordes of stalkers. No, <laughs> But right. speaking of mortgages and hopefully not stalking, mm. are, you, are we stalking rates? How are we stalking numbers? Uh, we are. Interest rates. We are all over the place. Do we need fact, to stalk Janet Yellen? Well, find out what's going on. That's pretty funny because the headline uh, says bonds <laughs> follow Trump down Mount St. Yellen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, nice. <laughs> if you look at the uh, the bond charts, they look like a, a mountain. So what's happening is is rates will rally. In fact, the beginning of of uh, last week, we were at our lowest point in since the election. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. so they had rallied. So so the 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 bond chart looks like it's going up because there's an inverse relationship right. to, to bond prices and rates. And then on Wednesday, uh, Janet Yellen made a speech and freaked everyone out. And then boom, down down the cliff we went. What the heck um, did she say? Oh, she's talking about um, inflation and and. All kinds of all kinds of stuff. Future kind of solidifying that there's going to be additional rate hikes uh, this year. So we lost everything that we gained, and we were right back to sort mm. of you know post election levels. And then um, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, England made some announcements on Brexit, and up we went again. 
And today, sounds like a roller coaster. Back down we go again. So yeah, the I mean, all in all, rates are fluctuating maybe an eighth of a percent. You know, so it's not too bad. Significant, but you know, we'd rather see a little bit more stability Mm -hmm. than what we got going on now. Can I see that chart? I see it sitting there in front of you. Here, let me flip that that around there. So there you go. Oh yeah. yeah! Look at that! Yeah, that looks like being out in the that, uh, Cascades. I was going just for a hike. Say, there's a uh, pill truck. Yeah, there's yeah. Baker. There's White yeah. Horse. Yeah, White Horse. <laughs> That's right. As you kind of go along, we got a lot of uh, a lot of volatility going on. Yeah, there's um, a lot of that going on. Yeah, you know. So, for instance, yesterday, 27 lenders improved their rates. Uh, today, seven lenders. Uh, deteriorated, uh, raised their rates a little okay. bit. So so we're still seeing a fair amount of volatility out there in the market. But with that said, conventional, mm-hmm. the national averages for conventional mm-hmm. 30-year fixed rate loans were hovering right around 4.16%. Okay. For a 15-year, we're hovering around 3.375%. Okay, this is pretty much the same. Not bad. Yeah, FHA hovering around 3.75. So FHA is still, still firmly still under good. the 4% range. Are you going to chat about that Reversal. Let's, let's do that. Let's, do you, let's, you want to do it now or later? Uh, totally up to you. I want to know. Oh, you can let's, do it now. let's do it. All right. Okay. I so, mean, how many other rates did you have to cover? The the only other one mm-hmm. is Jumbo, Jumbo, which uh, hello Seattle. Uh, guess what? <laughs> that's you mostly are Jumbo us. people. Yeah. So uh, that's usually what I say about my friends in the Midwest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, and I wasn't going to talk about the the march we had last weekend. But um, oh, but, don't uh, you no, dare! No, no. Don't you uh, dare! So uh, no, the uh, jumbo thirty year fixed rate four point two four percent. So four and a okay. quarter, hitting right in there. Yeah, we're yeah, good. Still kind of around the same, hanging in there. Okay, hanging in there. Okay. Um, so yeah, the big news in mortgage lending, mm-hmm. and and I, I was. I know funny. you about had a flip out. When this happened, I was not happy. Yeah, and um, and and so, and and I was listening to a, a mortgage, a, a competing mortgage show over the weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, and they had some facts. Uh, I was listening to some callers, uh, you know, phoning in, mm-hmm. and they had some facts completely wrong. There's this thing out there, rumor out there that FHA is out of business, that FHA has been cut. That's not no, true. That's not it FHA at all. FHA is alive and well. You yeah. can get out of an FHA loan today. No, no problem at all. So I wanted right. to make sure everybody understands that that this news about FHA is they're they're not cutting the program. Right. What they were cutting, and and this is uh, boy, I, I'm just upset on on every aspect of this. Uh, about two weeks before the inauguration, HUD came out, which is FHA, and said we're going to cut the mortgage insurance premium. Right. And it's going from 0.85% down a quarter of a percent to 0.6%. Mm-hmm. Well, for the average consumer on a you know mm-hmm. $200,000 loan, that was a fairly nice, fairly nice cut. It could mean right. you know, 100 bucks difference to your to your mortgage right. payment. And uh, and so they they made this announcement literally two weeks before the inauguration. Well, immediately, uh, literally the day of the inauguration. FHA came out with a policy, and they basically the 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 new administration put that policy on hold. So it it's, hasn't been necessarily ruled out, but at this point, it was stopped. So essentially, we're right back where we were a few weeks ago. We never right. we never got the cut. So there's there's good and bad to this. Uh, to be to be brutally honest, so the bad is that this type of cut saves homeowners, especially first time mm-hmm. buyers and lower moderate income borrowers. Right. A lot of money. It lowers their the, monthly the mortgage. People payment. who could use it the most. Yes, absolutely. No yeah. question. No question about it. Right. So the the argument against that is that FHA 
uh, you know, just a little over two years ago, received a multi-billion dollar bailout from the U.S. taxpayers because FHA was insolvent. So FHA is now back in the black, but just barely black, back in the black. So the concern is... Hey, that that works with our guest today, Tim Black. (laughs) That's right. So... (laughs) Why, did, they, did they have him join in on this celebration? Yeah, Back in black? <laughs> no, he's, he's shaking his head. No, no okay, I got nothing yeah, to do. Okay. I'm an architect. Leave yeah. me out of this. <laughs> so uh, no, but so 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 you know, some logic says this this was maybe a little bit premature to to cut right. so suddenly. There was definitely a heavy dose of politics going into this because oh, yeah. the cut was made right before Absolutely. the inauguration. And it, so it's it's making the the new administration look look bad by saying hold time out. You know, mm-hmm. let's. Let's let's assess this first. So, you know, so for now, we're we're no better off, but you know, worse off either than we were a few weeks right. earlier. So, when we come back, we've got more uh, finance and real estate. Call us eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. More open house with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. And we're here also. We have a special guest with us today, we Tim do. Black. Black. <laughs> Welcome, Tim. <laughs> from Jackson, Maine Architecture. Yeah. Yeah, and so do you want to say a quick hello, Tim? Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, my name is Tim Black. I'm with Jackson, Maine Architecture, and I am a lead accredited professional in okay. building design and construction. So I'm, I have a special uh, rating that allows me to uh, develop a green and sustainable programs for your construction projects. All right. Well, excellent. Well, we're going to get to you in okay. just a minute, Tim, um, because the show today is going to be about being green in the, wor- right. in the workplace. Um, but during the break, Eric wanted to make a point about uh, what's going on in the real estate market. Because you were asking me, did I really have an update? Right. This this ridiculous mm-hmm. market that yeah. we have in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I have a customer who is in the sort of $800,000 yep. price range. Uh-huh. He's made, I think at this point, maybe seven offers on homes. He's mm-hmm. lost them all. And he's losing right. them to cash buyers. So he finally, just out of frustration, he called his parents. He said, mm-hmm. help. His parents, fortunately, are in a, a position where they can help. Yeah. So he, they're going to front him the money to purchase a home all cash. Okay. And then once it's done, we'll, we'll come in and do a, a refinance. And we can do it. We call it a delayed purchase transaction. So we can okay. actually reimburse him for the cash it was used to purchase the home. Okay. And uh, you know what? He just made a, a an, an all cash offer on a home mm-hmm. in Ballard. Lost that one. Do you know to how another many offers? all cash offer? There were, I think, more than ten. Okay. And and so and he went in guns a blazing, super aggressive. I think fifty thousand mm-hmm. over the the listed price. Is it like that everywhere, Reba? It's like that still in a lot of places. That that particular marketplace, absolutely. There's still a huge amount of. Uh, challenges with bidding wars yeah. yeah you know and even in that price point because there's a lot of people within the city of seattle that can afford to buy at that price point mm-hmm. sure. right so 
You look at the number of people who are there and who are trying to buy, and yes, you're almost always going to have a lineup. Anything that's, um, I can tell you this, anything that's basically south of 85th mm-hmm. is in that arena. Yeah, yeah. You know, up until a certain point um, you can also, into downtown. You make sort of concentric circles around, oh, I don't know, Amazon.com. Well, I wouldn't say and, they're concentric because they don't go into certain areas. Okay. I'll but, just tell but, you right now, like West the, Seattle and mm-hmm. anything uh, downtown and north to 85th yeah, is yeah. the peak areas that people are looking in. And so for you know, just listeners who are out there that might have a house north of 85th, just understand that your house is not as desirable. Like our Haller Lake listing that we had mm-hmm. um, was on market because we were at a price point competing with new construction, basically, in that particular area. And that took longer to sell because it wasn't brand new. So mm-hmm. people were comparing us to brand new. But an $800,000 house that is south of 85th is the most desirable because um, the reality is those buyers, that particularly the tech workers, and some uh, you also have to keep in mind some of the medical people, mm-hmm. um, they need to be or they prefer to be within a certain distance of travel. Right Now, if it's a physician specifically buying, almost all of them, especially if they have to be on call at any point in time, they right. need to be within a 20 to 30 minute drive, right. Right. which right now a 30 minute drive can easily happen from a place like Haller Lake. It could even turn into 45 minutes. Oh, right. Right. Unless you're at Northwest Hospital. Or you happen to work on Mercer Street. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, a couple blocks that's the problem. Like, yeah. you know, Marissa, who you know is in our team, she lives on Queen Anne and mm-hmm. we have our brokerage office in Eastlake and it can often take her 20 minutes just to get Right, Across around, the, Mercer. around the lake, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. it's it gets kind of nuts. But the majority of the Amazon-type mm. employees that are out there, and it's not just Amazon because we have lots of other tech companies oh, sure. that are downtown now, but um, the majority of those workers, they want their commute 20 minutes or less. Right. And that's why there is such a massive amount of demand. And to your point, he may have had um, seven or eight competing offers on that. Uh, if you get into the lower price points where more people mm-hmm. typically tend to qualify, right. Uh, just oh, to give you an example, yeah. Marissa put an offer in for uh, one of our class clients, you know, the people we met in our class. Yeah. Um, that had 24 wow. offers. That's and it, a lot. it went on at 375. It ended up settling in the mid fours, which yeah. we figured it probably would. Um, this particular listing agent has a tendency to underprice things to create bidding wars because mm-hmm. he tries to use it to market himself. Um, we knew it was going to sell in the fours, but. You know, it just was one of those sure. things. Although I'll tell you, we happen to know several other people going on in that same townhouse area. Mm-hmm. This is just right by 85th, kind of between 85th and 90th. Oh, okay. Um, in between I-5 and 99. Got Everybody it. knows there's a huge cluster of right. townhouses right yep, there, yep, right? Yep. And um, we knew two other parties who were going on market the week following. And when they all saw his listing come on, they were just like, uh, because yeah, they all yeah. had their pricing strategies in place right. and they were nowhere close to where he came in at. Right, right. So I will tell you. All yeah. the attention went to, went to him. Well, it's not just the attention because they weren't on market yet. What oh, they were right. worried they were about waiting. is because yeah. he purposefully underpriced. You don't yeah. know how many offers you're really going to get. Right. And depending on where people are willing to go, I mean, he still ended up at mid fours, but I can tell you one of them had to bring their pricing strategy down. They were planning on going on at close to five Mm -hmm. and they had to bump down to 450 to go on market. And I got to tell you, we were watching that super close because that's our contingent buyer for our Haller Lake listing. Oh, there you go. And we're like, wait a minute, because we're watching really closely the proceeds that are coming out of their property. So that we're waiting right now. They're supposed to be reviewing offers this week. So we're going to be really curious to see whether or not 
all the funds that are expected from that sale. Because when they said four ninety nine originally on market price, it was like, well, if you have any reductions, you don't have any wiggle room. So the the trick is, I mean, and what's the best strategy then if we, you know you're going into a competitive situation like this? I suppose that maybe we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a, in a in another show. Yeah, because uh, we could talk all day probably yeah. on that. But you know, making sure that you're what you've got a strong financing letter mm-hmm. that you've got. Maybe, we did a pre-inspection. They had pre-inspect- eight pre-inspections on that same property, yep. but that also tells you there were a lot of people waiving inspections yep. too. That's right. Wow. So. And some people probably just submitted with an inspection in. They probably got knocked out immediately just because of that particular piece. But we had a love letter from our clients. You know, we had all those things. But our clients also were only willing to go to a certain price point Mm because of their personal comfort zone. Sure. And that was fine. Yeah. You know, they said, hey, if it goes past that, you know, there's just not much we can do. But here's what I can tell you. Um, For the guy who's doing the 800000 most of the stuff that's in the city and even over in Bellevue, um, where those massive competing situations go, um, they're typically five to ten percent above, at it, least yeah, five I, to ten percent. Good rule of thumb. And yeah. yeah, in some cases they might go higher, but uh, we're usually right. seeing typically between five to ten. So they really have to look at well, where am I qualifying? It's kind of like when we had that one Bellevue listing that I told you was a total fixer, mm-hmm. and someone bought it because what they chose to finally do was step down their expectations. Right. They had been competing in the seven hundreds, and they could cap at seven fifty on a purchase, but they kept getting outbid by a hundred thousand dollars. So sometimes it was going, you know, close to 20% or even higher over in in that area. So what they were saying is, gosh, we're just going to, you know, go lower and just plan to have to renovate. There you go. And that's that's sometimes a strategy. You know, people have to reset their expectations sometimes. Move-in ready is not always available. And a renovation loan is a perfect solution for something like that because yeah. you can. There doesn't have to be something wrong with a home for a renovation loan. Uh, you can use that to just upgrade right. a home, new exactly. bathrooms, kitchens. There's plenty of houses that are in good condition but Absolutely. are dated. That right. okay, you Including, just bring in um, an architect or a designer and have them help you redo or it. Or energy efficiency yeah. improvements, right, Tim oh, Black? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there's all kinds of improvements you can make. But um, I uh, can we move on to our guest now? Is that okay with you? You bet. All right. Well, if anyone does have questions about things like that, obviously they can call us 866-712-1300. But today's show was going to be about green in the workplace. Yes. Right? And um, just to give our listeners a little bit of uh, background, Tim Black and I actually happen to know each other because we're both on the Renton Technical College Foundation Board. And um, I'm just going to throw a little plug in here, by the way. The RTC Foundation Breakfast, which is um, our biggest fundraiser for the school for scholarships. Mm. And there's some really amazing programs there, of which Construction Excellence is one of them. Uh, Healthcare, the Allied Health Services, huge at the school. And in fact, the area where they have the most need for scholarships, because they have more people applying for allied health scholarships than any other segment of the school. Um, and so we don't get nearly enough of those. But we actually have a breakfast. Uh, it's coming up. What is it, Tim? It's February 15th. The 15th at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yep. 7.30 to 9 a.m. And it's on a Wednesday. So if anybody wants information on that, they can certainly reach out to me at info at teamreba.com. I know I sent out a whole bunch of postcards to people I know and invited several folks, which that's another thing that Tim and I found out through his work. Because your work in uh, Jackson, Maine Architecture, yep. you work primarily in the healthcare field, right? I do, yes. 
Okay. So we found out that some of my physician clients <laughs> who bought real estate for me oh, have funny. worked with Tim <laughs> on some of the clinics that they yeah. have. <laughs> so I was like, I love it. I love it. All these two degrees of separations makes me so happy. Oh, too funny. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. So we got there a chance go. to start talking at some of the foundation um, meetings and you know, found out what Tim does. And I was like, oh my gosh, so you know all about these green practices. Let's get you on the show. Let's talk yeah. about these things. And you had some wonderful ideas for us today. Um, do you want to start from the big side of things? Because we, you know, we, we've got two more segments besides this one, but we've got from the big side of things, like if you're the building owner or developer, all the way down to working in your own workspace. Let's start small. Start small. Okay. Let's start small. Okay. Um, so what's that mean? How do we start small? Well, uh, just to give you a little background, um, uh, so... In, in the green industry, mm-hmm. everybody's heard of the reduce, reuse, recycle yes. cycle, if you will, yeah. for um, improving the green health of your, your, uh, your building space. Um, a lot of people who work in offices don't think that they have any control over the sustainability of their office. Okay. Um, they recycle at home. They've changed out their light bulbs. They've they've mm-hmm. installed the low energy appliances, low flow toilets, right? Um, but when they're in their workplace, they're energy hogs. They throw things away. They use lots leave of the paper, lights on. Leave the lights <laughs> on. Um, and there are some really simple strategies to use at your own desk to help uh, okay. green up your space. Um, the first one is uh, looking at the the idea of reduce. Putting in a uh, power strip uh, that you plug all of your... Okay. Well, we uh, might need to get to all of those details here in just a minute because we're going to be going into break. But we're here with Tim Black from Jackson, Maine Architecture on Open House with Team Reba. And we'll be right back. Call in if you have questions. 866-712-1300. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, and we have with us today Tim Black from Jackson, Maine Architecture. Thank you and welcome again, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. So before the break, we were starting to talk about how you can start bringing green practices into your own workspace, starting with maybe your own space, like your cubicle or what office, whatever it is you have. Um, you know, we, uh, we use, uh, you know, a lot of us use um, electronic devices, phones, mm-hmm. tablets. Whatever laptops. do you mean? My phablet? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, um, you know, if you're like me and go old school, we, you know, I still mm-hmm. use an iPod. But all those things have chargers. Um, yes. Put those things on a power strip and turn off the power strip at the end of the day. Um, ah, gotcha. Even if uh, you do not have your device plugged into mm-hmm. your um, your charger, your charger is still drawing energy. Right. So there is um, there's a fair amount of drain there. Uh, another is that really true? Because my husband and I get into this all the time. Because even at our house, because we have so many devices, I'm constantly shutting off light. You know, like we have CFLs and LED lights everywhere because mm-hmm. we've upgraded all of our lighting. We have one of the biggest houses in the neighborhood, but we draw 
about the size of a home a third smaller than us. But I'm constantly unplugging things. And he's like, why are you doing that? If it's not on, it doesn't do anything. Is that is that not true? No, it's not really true. Okay. Um, because there, there's trickle loss. Okay, that's chargers. what I thought. So it, it's good to put... Um, put chargers on a, a power strip and mm-hmm. turn off the power strip. That way you're you're completely cutting the circuit. Okay. When you have a charger plugged into the wall, the circuit's still there, even if your device is not plugged in. Okay, so it. the power strip is that center, you know, intermediary that really cuts it off. Exactly. Okay. Is that the same for computer monitors? It is the same for computer monitors. Um, even when they go into like sleep mode or whatever, mm-hmm. mode, yeah. there's still a trickle charge. That mm-hmm. way they can... They can mm-hmm. come. Uh, they can come up quickly, rather right. than you know taking. Yeah, they have to have to power in the background. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's like when your stuff's asleep. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing is task lighting. Um, you know, a lot of offices put out a lot of ambient light into mm-hmm. the space so that you have enough space at your desktop to work well. Uh, especially if you have your own office where you can turn off the lights mm-hmm. overhead. Um, use task lighting instead. You, you use a smaller bulb, less energy, right. and actually give yourself a better quality of light. Because it's closer to your task space? or It's closer to your task space, okay. and you're not actually casting a shadow over uh, what you're working got on. Got it. Got it, so, got it. Okay. Probably less harsh in many cases as well. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Certainly, and you can control the quality of light, especially now with LEDs. Um, it can be a warm light. It can be a cool light. It can right. be daylight. Yeah, thankfully they have gotten yeah. a lot better on how those are because I know when they first were all coming out and it just was that blue light, that really cold, mm-hmm. like even just in the real estate space. Uh, when we do staging and we have lights on, when the first CFLs and LEDs came out, they were horrific. They were, they did not create a warm, inviting space to be in, and they photographed terribly. Or they were dim. Yeah, or they, they or they yeah. did the spread spectrum, and it took a while for the warm-up. Or yeah, yeah. There was a lot of different things that we had to deal with on that. But, yeah, in a workspace, um, you don't always have that same control. But, yeah, I guess, you know, it, especially if someone works for somebody who doesn't have, like, a Class A building, meaning, like, it's newest, has the most features, probably hasn't been built under LEED certification or mm-hmm. green, you know, um, construction methods, yeah. th- they can at least still bring something to the table, or the work desk, I should say. <laughs> uh, certainly. And I mean, even even some older buildings. I mean, I mm-hmm. work in, in Pioneer Square. Our building is an older mm-hmm. building. We don't actually use a very widespread amount of ambient lighting in mm-hmm. our workspaces. And then we task light. Right. For that very reason. Because it, it gives you it. a better visibility on your work. Sure. Right. Sure. I know I use task lighting in my personal home office and i i prefer that and it does seem warmer in fact actually when jen first started working with us one of her first comments was oh i love how we have more of this kind of soft lighting i don't like the harsh you know kind of fluorescent look that comes with mini buildings that made me happy yeah Yeah. (laughs) um another uh good idea for um green strategies at your workspace is actually uh trying to use um trying to use your devices as much as possible and not print uh, print mm-hmm. documents you don't actually need to print. Right. Um, for two reasons. One, um, it doesn't waste, you know, the paper, mm-hmm. the energy, the, um, the toner, right. all those kinds of things. But also it protects the air quality of your space as well. I was just going to say, people, yeah. 
don't really associate that, but printers and copiers actually put out a lot of ozone into into the air in your work environment. And so uh-huh. by reducing okay. the amount of use, you reduce the amount of ozone that's being produced by these pieces of equipment. In fact, uh, when we uh, when we plan out a, a new mm-hmm. space um, under lead, we make sure that we have exhaust fans in copier rooms for that very reason to, to, to take all of that, you know, right. that Interesting. chemical. Yeah. and that, Yeah, because uh, that's why I don't like being around printers because yeah. that smell that they put out is just uh, kind of offensive. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's going to be nasty. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sensitive to it. So it's like, ooh, yeah. go away. Um, and and another, th- uh, another thing to think about is um, – you know your your uh, water bottles, mm-hmm. your pens, your notebooks, uh, the things that you use at your desk every day, uh, rather than getting a a plastic bottle of water, mm-hmm. make sure that you have a cup, the refillables, a refillable cup yeah. for water, or even better, a glass. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of using disposable pens, think about getting a fountain pen. Or a rollerball. Isn't it kind of interesting, though, that we had all these things that technology and plastics and all these, these, you know, supposedly, oh, it makes your life easier type products that nowadays the water bottle, everyone now shuns the water bottle because it mostly sits in a landfill and it doesn't degrade. And so now we're back to, like you said, even better, a glass well, like we're back yeah. to the old stuff, a fountain pen. That was well, like, no, I haven't used a fountain pen in, in I don't know, ever. <laughs> I mean, you know, but yeah. but it makes sense. I, I used to use them, but I'm left-handed. Yeah. And so oh, when so I write, smear. I drag the heel of my hand across the page. And so fountain pen for me, it's going to be a gooey, big globby mess. mess by the end of the day. Yeah. Well, that's why you yeah. need to wear more blue sweaters so it there can just go. like help wipe it just up. Just kind of just rub it off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then you really would look like an architect. There you go. Ooh, yeah, there you go. So are you seeing people, you know, because I know some of the things we're talking about right now, a lot of folks in Seattle, I think, do a lot of these things because you see plenty of people's emails that say, you know, be kind, think before you print, you know, in their email signatures and things like that. Um, are you seeing other more like innovative things coming into the workspaces? Because like I've seen stuff from like Japan where they've got, you know, walls of greenery that they're bringing in for air quality. And that is, we're starting to see that on a major commercial building level. Um, That's really where you're getting into uh, indoor air filtration Mm -hmm. and air quality through green walls. Um, We see gray water recycling, which recycles the water from your, your sinks and your rainwater to flush your toilets. I love that. Um, there's the bullet center in Seattle that actually has composting toilets. So it doesn't use do? sorry, where? The bullet center. At the bullet center. No kidding. Yeah, so that's B U L L I T T, is that correct? I believe that's correct, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um I never get the right number of T's. Which is the um, owner of uh, King King Five or it used to be, I think. The I bullet center. So, yeah. yeah, Harry. Yeah. yeah. So um, they have composting toilets. Yes. So that's actually a net zero building uh, that was built as part of the 2030 building challenge. Okay. Um, And uh, so they've put a lot of innovation into that building. Um, The idea behind the building is it uses no more or it uses no more energy than it can produce. 
Okay. And um, just to give you an idea, we were talking about water bottles, and you mentioned the plastic in the bottle itself mm -hmm. and the energy to produce the plastic in the bottle. Right. But what about the energy to produce the water in the bottle? Right. It takes 10 kilowatt hours of energy to produce 250 gallons of purified water. How, how do you compare that? I don't know what 10 kilowatts of hour. Uh, well, 10 kilowatt hours will run your average data center for about an hour. Are you like a big server farm? Yes. That's a lot of energy. That wow. That is a lot of energy. Holy cow. And that's because of the, the purification, filtering, filtration process or whatever they have yeah, to go through. Yeah, most of those processes use some form of either steam purification, mm. which requires electricity right. to create the, the so heat for the Natural steam. gas or electricity or something. Yeah, right. or electroparesis, which, mm. you know, again, mm -hmm. essentially splits the water apart and then recombines it to make it pure. Say that three times real fast. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, what was that term you said again? Electrophoresis. Electrophoresis. That's okay. basically where they pull it apart as oxygen, yeah. hydrogen, and then recombine it. Right. Um, as a, a form of uh, water purification. Huh. But usually it's even even the, hmm. the cost of pumping it through. You mean they're not just down and, in Texas pouring it from a tap and yeah, sticking a cap on it? <laughs> yeah. It's not from the hose out back. Ooh. <laughs> and and even if it is from the hose out back, that's still uh, that's still a lot of uh, a lot of energy there too. Um, a, a good example though, um, for uh, we were talking about the composting toilets, mm -hmm. it takes nine kilowatt hours per gallon per day for water purification on the other end, treating wastewater. Wastewater plants <laughs> no are pun intended in a, on the other end. Yeah, on the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But no, that's true. I mean, that's why I'm a big fan of gray water systems, because we literally flush perfectly good water, drinkable water, mm -hmm. down the drain Absolutely. every day. And it's just, just shocking to me that we don't rethink how we can use our systems and build to not do that. You know, it's just – it's stunning sometimes. And, um, and a lot of places are now starting to make that – a, a mandatory thing within right. the design of the buildings. Okay. Well, I'm happy to – are they doing that here in the Seattle area? Uh, they're starting to. They're starting to. Are do you, are you guys working on any projects right now that would uh, include something like that or uh, – Well, within the buildings, I mean, uh, we are uh, when our clients request it, mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's still uh, one of the priorities of the Living Building Challenge. Okay. Right? So – all architects are supposed to be working towards that. I'm, I think I might have you in the next segment talk a little bit about what it, that challenge is because mm -hmm. I don't think I know that much about it. So mm -hmm. we're going to be back here in uh, just a moment at Open House with Team Reba, and we've got Tim Black from Jackson, Maine Architecture with us. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Where every Tuesday at 3 o'clock you can hear us talk about real estate and mm -hmm. finance and always have on 
good and interesting guests, uh, especially today. We're learning all about being green in the office space. Yes. Before we get back to our guest, Tim Black, though, uh, Reba, yeah. you have an announcement. Well, yeah, and I'm also loving that uh, right before we got back in from the break, that uh, savethefood.org or whatever it was. Like mm. That's fantastic because the thing that I wanted to make sure to mention today mm. is um, – I know we already talked about RTC is doing their uh, foundation breakfast coming up, but there is a thing called the Empty Bowls fundraiser going on this Friday. And it's down at the Burien Community Center. And it goes on, it starts at 11 a.m. Have you ever heard of this before? No, and that's my neck of the woods. I uh, have exactly. not heard of that. You have not? No. Okay, so do you, you remember? said Empty Bowls. It's called Empty Bowls. Okay. Yeah, it's the Empty Bowls fundraiser. And anyone who goes to this down at the Burien Community Center, what happens is there are a bunch of artists. So um, do you remember John Laswell, one of the inspectors sure. I've worked with Home forever? Yeah, 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 awesome, awesome guy. Well, I've mentioned before his wife, Dana, is a ceramics artist. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and so there's this whole community of artists that are down there, and they they have all these custom bowls that they've made for Mm. this event. Okay. And what happens is you come down and you pay to get your bowl, and they actually serve you this really great meal with like uh, soup and breads and all kinds of other accoutrement that goes with it. But it's a fundraiser for the local food bank. Nice, excellent. Yeah, and so they, you know, you can go down and feed yourself, but feed your soul by helping feed others. Very cool. So I wanted to make sure and mention that because she has, um, there's a Facebook page for this out there right now that you can look up the Empty Bowls fundraiser. Um, And again, it's at the Burien Community Center this Friday at 11 a.m. So that would be the 27th, right? On Friday. And uh, so I wanted to mention that. And then speaking of Friday, guess what else starts Friday? The, the boat, boat show. show. The boat yeah. show, yes. We forgot to mention this earlier in the show, but if somebody wants to call in the last segment, we have the opportunity for our listeners, if you want to go to the boat show for free, we can get you four passes. And okay. supposedly a parking pass, too, although I'm not sure. They didn't give us a parking pass. But that you can get at least four passes, and it's good for a week, right? It's from the 27th through the 4th, All February right. 4th. So we have three passes? Four. Four passes. Let's take the fourth caller. Yeah, eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. If you're interested in getting four tickets yeah. for the boat show, give us a call eight six six seven one two thirteen hundred. That's a heck of a deal, man. This is one of the largest boat shows on the West Coast. It's huge and it's mm-hmm. awesome. And and uh, we'll be there we'll Saturday be there live at one o'clock. Saturday one o'clock, broadcasting live uh, from probably the main concourse. I know last year we were yeah. we're down there behind the behind the bay liners and the sea swirls. And, okay, uh, sure. So I didn't recognize that, but okay. <laughs> I just know we were by the food, and that made yeah. me happy. Yeah, <laughs> so, so come, anyway. stop by, stop by on Saturday, and and, and say hello. Yeah, but call and get your tickets, or call fourth caller in. We'll we'll give you a set of set of tickets. Yeah. Okay. So now that I have that out of the way, thank yes, you. You're welcome. Um, I want to get back into talking with Tim Black from Jackson Maine Architecture, and you mentioned before the break there. What is this? The Living Building Challenge. What was it? <clears throat> so. A few years back, um, uh, the uh, membership of the AIA, mm-hmm. the American Institute for Architects, mm-hmm. recognized that uh, buildings consume a disproportionately large portion of the energy okay. uh, that is used in this country. Uh, nearly 50% of overall energy goes into the uh, the building sector. Okay. Into the workspaces. Uh into your offices, into your homes, into the, the oh, actual all. energy to build the building. Okay. Um, 
75% of the electricity generated in this country goes to buildings. I believe that. Yeah, um, makes sense. So uh, because of that, the, the, um, uh, the group got together and uh, put together what's called um, the Living Building Challenge, uh, okay. 2030 Living Building Challenge, which is to move a percentage of the buildings, and I'm not really certain the percentage. I'm going to say it's okay. like 60%. 60% of the buildings um, that are built by 2030 should be net zero buildings. So buildings like the Bullet Center, which actually do mm-hmm. not use any more energy than they generate. Um, and then a certain percentage of buildings in that by that time period should actually be net positive buildings. Ah, okay. Buildings that actually generate more energy than they use. Will the new IKEA building potentially do that? Do you happen to know? I don't I know it's right not in that. your area's <laughs> expertise. Well, I'm just going to mention Black, it. Just because Tim Black looks Swedish doesn't mean he knows anything about the IKEA. Oh, buildings. that wasn't <laughs> where I was going, but okay. yeah, but I bet you he likes, you know, some of the fare that they serve there cuz they've got really Meat yummy balls. little Food there, meatballs and hot dogs and yogurt and stuff, but um, you know, outside and Swedish fish and what have you. (laughs) No, um, no, I just saw something coming out for the city of Renton. They were um, they have the largest uh, solar panel project on that new two story building that they just put in, and so that has now come Mm. out and it's the the largest solar project, I guess, in the area. Well, it certainly um, it, it certainly makes sense um, mm-hmm. from a standpoint that, it, depending on how their financing was done, um, a lot of loans actually have I think it was a lot of couches it. Yeah, being a lot sold. of couches. <laughs> a lot of couches being sold. But ultimately, uh, you know, with that many solar arrays, they could probably power all of their lighting in the building. That's what I'm hoping. I'm really excited that they in- included those kinds of things in the new construction. Um, and you uh, you look at uh, uh, Google, you look at Amazon, mm-hmm. they're actually, you know, we talked very briefly about how much energy a, a server farm takes. Mm-hmm. They're actually looking at putting renewable energy in place to, to power server farms. Right. For smaller uh, business centers, um, the Small Business Administration actually has a green loan program. Oh, they as do? As long as you dedicate 10% of your loan value to increase improving the energy performance of your building, you can actually get larger loans and you can actually get multiple loans, small business administration loans. I love that. Under the green building. Oh, see, I, we keep learning more things about SBA. You know, we had a, a veterans program on uh, a couple of weeks ago where we found out about um, the VBOC, Veterans Benefit or ben- Benefits Outreach Program. And so they did some cool stuff and Home Street does some mm-hmm. amazing things along with that. That's... Uh, around the SBA. Uh, but no, I did not know that they had green loans also available. Yeah. And so if you're, okay. you're building a newer building, putting in uh, solar panels is one of the things that you can actually do okay. to improve the energy performance. Okay. Of well, maybe we'll have to get Joe Dietz back on from Synergy Systems to go. talk about that. Get, get he, he's come on to talk about residential solar yeah. install before. And we've worked with them, so. Oh, you have? We have. Excellent. See, we have even more connections. There we go. <laughs> I love those, it. those six degrees of separation. Two. Two oh, degrees, baby. Two. two. Okay, yes. so so I got you off on another track about, you are know, talking about these living buildings, but I'm glad to know all of this because mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it's key as I'm even talking to other people, you know, in, in my daily work and the different programs I'm involved in because I'm, I now have new tools that I can bring to their attention. And I'm a huge fan. I'm also a green realtor. So meaning mm-hmm. I've done additional education in my field uh, to know about green practices within oh. residences. So uh, this is always something I'm super, super uh, interested in. You also mentioned um, – that maybe we could talk about strategies for trying to introduce sustainable programs into a workplace. Do you think that an employee can do that uh, with their bosses, or does it have to come from the top down? Um, It can go both directions. I mean, you can always introduce it from the top down, but if you can show Mm -hmm. um, an employer that a certain program will actually benefit them by making Mm -hmm. the workplace healthier, Mm -hmm. happier, more productive – you can you can get any kind of program implemented on the green side. A, a popular one is actually eliminating um, toxic chemicals and cleaning the facility and going to green chemicals. Yes. Um, and uh, there's actually, I think it should be on your page now. There's mm-hmm. actually certification focused on that called the well building. Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. So listeners, if you are interested in some of the links that would uh, tie into what we're talking about today, uh, Tim's been uh, generously kind to provide several links for us, and they are on the teamreba.com slash blog page. And so we'll have them there up there today, and we'll repost them again on Friday when we post this interview as well. So yeah, there's a bunch of resources that if you're interested in trying to introduce some practices, we can certainly get you some more details. Thank you, uh, Tim Black, for joining us today. Really great to have you on the show. We learned a lot about helping green up our office space. And listeners, thank you for listening. And join us this Saturday, 1 o'clock at the Boat Show, CenturyLink Field. Uh, We'll be there at 1 o'clock broadcasting live. Stop by and say hi. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on facebook or email info at teamreba.com join us again next tuesday at three for more open house with team reba here on business radio 1300 kkol program sponsored by team reba of remax metro east side and eric osnes of home street bank home mortgage